Luke chapter 10, we're going to turn to verse 38. Amen. Last Sunday was Vision Sunday. Amen. And I don't know about you, but I'm still excited about what Jesus has in store for 2019. Hallelujah. Somebody shout one thing. Oh, come on. Somebody shout louder than that. Shout one thing. There is one thing I have desired of the Lord. That will I seek after. Amen. That I shall dwell all my days of my life in the house of the Lord to behold his beauty, to inquire in his temple. Today we're continuing. All year we're continuing to celebrate one thing. Amen. And we're going to continue along that vein today. Amen. As we turn to Luke 10, 38, the Bible says, Now it came to pass as they went that he entered into a certain village. And a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha, somebody say, but Martha. But Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things. But, somebody say it with me, one thing, one thing is needful. And Mary hath chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. And this first Sunday of February 2019, I want to minister on the subject, make Jesus your choice. Make Jesus your choice. Would you set your Bibles and your phones down? Would you close your eyes and lift your hands, your hearts unto the Lord? And can we lift our voices unto the Lord together and invite him into this place? Lord Jesus, we ask you to have your way in our hearts, in our lives, Lord, today. Lord Jesus, you, Lord God, are shining your light upon this church. Uh, you're shining your light upon our hearts today. Uh, you're, you're leading us, Lord, into one thing, and that's fellowship with you. You're leading us into focus, uh, desire, commitment, Lord. Uh, Lord, in a world that there are so many voices, so many things competing for our attention, for our affection, Lord. Uh, Lord, give us the presence of mind. Uh, Lord, a made-up mind to say, Lord, yes. I choose you, and we give you glory and praise, and everybody said in Jesus' name, amen. Can we clap our hands unto the Lord and give him praise together? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He's worthy. God bless you. You may be seated in the house of the Lord today. Thank you, musicians. Amen. Jesus said, but one thing is needful. And Mary hath chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. Mary chose fellowship with Jesus. Mary chose, I'm going to wear this finger out, y'all, all right? Mary chose one thing. Martha was cumbered about with much serving. 
Martha could not sit still. Martha was busy hosting. Martha was busy serving. Martha was so busy encumbered with serving. Jesus so much that she did not make time to spend with Jesus. Let me say that again. She was so cumbered about with serving Jesus that she did not make time to spend with Jesus. I'm sure she was well-meaning. I'm sure she had good intentions. After all, this was Jesus in her home. This is the mighty God, the everlasting Father, sitting right in her living room. I'm sure she brought out the best china, made her best dish, offered the most comfortable seat, gave her best presentation, and all the while, Jesus simply wanted her fellowship. Have you ever experienced that? Someone invites you over for dinner, and they will not stop moving. They are cooking. They are preparing. They are serving. They keep bringing refreshments, which is nice and appropriate. It's important that we learn how to serve. But while they're up doing all of this as you are their guests, you say to yourself, when are they going to sit down so we can sit and enjoy a meal together. I did more than just come over to eat your food. I came to spend time with you. When are they going to sit down so we can have meaningful conversation? The invitation was not accepted by Jesus to watch them serve. The serving was necessary. However, the serving was only a segue into the true purpose of getting together with Jesus. And that purpose is fellowship. Somebody say that with me. Fellowship. Amen. Throughout the scripture, it is apparent that Jesus chooses us more then we choose him. And it is not because we earned his choice. Amen. It is not because we deserved his choice. It is simply because he is love incarnate and we are simply the beneficiaries of his loving nature. Jesus said that one thing is needful. And Mary hath chosen this good part. And sometimes when Jesus is right near us, right beside us, we fail to choose him. Mary chose that one thing. And I would imagine that Mary served at some point that day, although Martha was complaining about the fact that she wasn't serving at that moment. But I would imagine that Mary served at some point that day. 
I would imagine that Mary helped in preparation for Jesus' anticipated arrival. However, when Jesus arrived, Mary shifted her focus from serving to fellowship. When Jesus arrived, she set her heart to choose one thing. One thing. She set the mop down. She put the food down. Everything may have not been perfect, but the perfect one had arrived. Nothing else mattered. Everything may not be perfect in your life, but the perfect one who is Jesus Christ is here in this place and nothing else matters. He would bring the words of life and salvation and that was all that she needed. Only one thing was needful. Every time I pull this thing out, something drops. Help me, Jesus. We need a bigger pulpit, y'all. We need a bigger pulpit. <laughs> that's all right. So y'all don't excuse my mess. I'm just going to preach on if that's all right. Amen. Amen. So Jesus was here, and that was all she needed. Only one thing, Jesus said, was needful, and it was time to shift from serving to fellowship. We've got to catch what Jesus is trying to get across to us today. Serving is a necessary part of our relationship with Jesus Christ. The Lord requires that we serve him. We must prepare a way for the Lord to come in and have his way in our lives. We must prepare a way for Jesus to move in our lives, and that requires serving. We cannot prepare for the Lord by doing nothing. We must do something. Preparing the way for Jesus to move in our life requires action and requires service. Luke 3, 4 says, as it is written in the book of the words of Esaias, the prophet saying, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. In other words, what the scripture is saying, uh, amen, in your heart and in your life, uh, don't make it difficult for Jesus to get to you. Get the junk out of your life. Uh, clear all the distractions out of your life. Uh, make a clear path for Jesus to move and work miracles uh, and restore and bring salvation into your life. Make his path straight. We cannot prepare for the Lord by doing nothing. Deuteronomy 10, 12 says, And now Israel, what doth the Lord thy God require of thee but to fear the Lord God, to walk in his ways, and to love him, and to serve the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul, Amen. And it continues on from there. Jesus said to Satan in Luke 4, 8, while being tempted in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights, get thee behind me, Satan. 
For it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. So to serve the Lord is not a question. We must serve the Lord. The Lord commands you and I to serve him. But Jesus said that Martha was cumbered about with much serving. And the original Greek language for cumbered in this verse is perispeo, perispeo, which means to be drawn away, to be distracted, to be overoccupied, to be too busy. Jesus said that Martha was careful and anxious about many things. Jesus said, Martha, you are careful and troubled about many things. Martha was distracted. Martha was anxious today. She was troubled. She lacked peace. Hear this for just a moment. She lacked peace when the God of peace was right in her home. He's right there. She was so distracted with performing tasks for Jesus with the work of her hands that she failed to fellowship close to him with the depths of her heart. Jesus was there, but she missed him. She missed the point. She missed the moment. She was distracted with much serving, performing for him, but not relishing in him. She was right here in the presence of Almighty God, her Savior, the answer, the way, the truth, and the life. And here she is troubled and anxious and disturbed and distracted today. She missed it. She was concerned about many things. Jesus said, but only one thing was needful. Read the scripture. Jesus said, Martha, you are concerned about many things, but one thing is needful. Psalm 27, 4, we've read it already today. It says, one thing have I desired of the Lord. And that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in His temple. Mary chose that good 
part. Mary chose that one thing. Mary chose fellowship. She chose fellowship. But Lord, I got this. I got that. I got to do this. I got this. I got an errand list a mile long. But what about this? How's that going to be taken care of? I don't know how those ends going to be meet. Amen. Mary chose fellowship. And Jesus said, she has chosen that good part. That word is likened to the word portion, which also means gift. Mary has chosen that good gift, and it's fellowship with me. Mary had focus. Martha was distracted. Verse 39 of Luke 10, the same chapter, it reads, Amen. And she, Martha, had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. This is what Mary was doing while Martha was cumbered about. Amen. This is what Mary was doing while Martha was drawn away. Amen. Come on, somebody. Martha's not the only one in Scripture. Amen. Who mocked the fellowshippers? Who mocked those who longed for intimacy? Amen. Judas mocked. Amen. Amen. The lady, amen, who gave her alabaster box, amen, to the Savior and broke it before him. He was more concerned about the goods. He was more concerned about the worth, all the while missing, amen, that the Savior that he walked with day in and day out was worth more than any precious ointment. Judas missed it. Martha is missing it. He or she <coughs> was desiring fellowship. Jesus said that one thing is needful. Mary chose that one thing. Mary chose fellowship. And Martha was not happy about Mary's choice wasn't happy about it because she allowed herself to be overwhelmed she was in the bondage of serving not realizing all the while that Jesus had set her free to fellowship there's a time to serve but we got to understand that serving is a segue serving is a segue serving is a segue to fellowship with God Jesus said, or Martha said to Jesus in verse 40, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she help me. What we must understand today is that there is and there will always be a need for service. It will always be. I mean, you know, the place doesn't just turn on by itself. The floors don't get cleaned up by themselves. The baptistry doesn't get filled by itself. 
There will always be a need for service. These screens don't just come on and these graphics don't come together all by themselves. These songs just don't happen by themselves. There's a need for service. But the Holy One was here. The Savior had arrived. And only one thing was needful. Fellowship. God's trying to take us beneath the surface today. Serving, amen, there's a blessing in serving. The Bible talks about it. I'm trying not to get ahead of myself here today. But there's a blessing in serving God. We need to serve God, uh, amen. He will say on that great day, well done, thou good and faithful servant. But it's a segue. It's a segue. Because what he says after servant is enter ye into the joys of the Lord. Amen. Enter into eternal fellowship with me. The service is always a segue to fellowship. The service is always a segue to fellowship. And so while we're here and alive in this life, what the Lord is trying to teach us is that service is a segue into fellowship. And when the king arises, put the work down, put the job down, put the music down, put the screen down, get on your knees, follow on your face, uh, cry out to God and say, I've come to adore. I've come to revel in your glory. I've come to celebrate your wonder. I've come to revel in your holiness and righteousness, oh God. I've come to know you. Why? Because God did not create us to be human doings. He created us to be human doings beings. Amen. When Adam and Eve were created, they were created, amen, for the purpose of fellowship. God gave them tasks to do. Amen. He wanted to teach them how to serve, but service was a segue into fellowship, relationship with him. While Martha was concerned with impressing Jesus, Mary was concerned about getting to know him. I've got 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 to know him. While Martha was tending to every need, Mary was hearing Jesus' heart. Mary understood what Martha did not. Jesus desired relationship. In this house of worship, serving is a part of worship. Serving is the entryway to worship. Coming to church is serving. The Lord commands it. Giving is serving. The Lord commands it. Exodus 23, 19 says, The first of the first fruits." Of thy land shalt thou bring into the house of the Lord thy God. We're supposed to bring our best to God. We must bring our best into the house of the Lord. We must bring our best honor in the house of the Lord. We must bring our best cleaning into the house of the Lord. We must bring our best Sunday school efforts into the house of the Lord. Our best media and worship efforts in the house of the Lord. I must bring my best preaching effort into the house of the Lord. Lord, not to impress you, but to serve my God. We must bring our best to the Lord. He does not deserve our leftovers. 
We must bring our best worship into the house of the Lord. Come on, somebody. Amen. We have, I have pre-service meetings. Amen. With the Knights and Robetuses every every Sunday before service. And, and, I, and I share from time to time. I say, let's lead from the pew. Let's lead from the pew. Come on. I don't have to be on the platform to worship God with all my might. I haven't always been on the platform all my life. But I can lead from the pew. I can serve from the pew. I can worship God and dance and shout and pour my heart before him. We must bring our best. We are serving to prepare the way of the Lord to come into this place and have his way. We must serve the Lord with gladness, but the serving is preparation for only one thing. We must serve the Lord with an excellent spirit. Amen. I believe in excellence. I believe in excellence. The Bible talks about excellence. We shouldn't just throw stuff together and say, okay, let's do this for the Lord. We should do things thorough. We should be planners. We should be executors. Amen. We better not give our best to God and our best to our jobs and our best to our schools and leave leftovers for God. Church, are you hearing me? We better not give our best to our jobs uh, and our best to our schools uh, and our best to this and that and give leftovers to God. But the serving is only preparation into one thing, and that's fellowship. If serving is the outer court, then fellowship his entrance into the holiest of holies in the presence of the Lord. Serving is on the outskirts of fellowship with God. When I refuse to shift, we got to make the shift. Jesus wants us to make the shift. We're going to need to serve the Lord every day, but we got to know when to make that shift. We've got to be aware. Our senses need to be tuned. Our, our hearing needs to be awakened and heightened. We've got to know when to make the shift from serving. We're preparing the way in worship. We're preparing the way. Amen. Every weekend. I mean, I want to say thank you for everybody who cleans this church. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's not that I can't do it. My wife and I do it many, 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 many times. Amen. But it takes a whole body to serve this congregation. Amen. And Pastor and Sister Ford are supposed to do everything. Amen. And I'm thankful for people who serve in cleaning this church, who serve in media, who serve in sign kids, who serve in worship in many other areas and hospitality and, and, and so many things behind the scenes and administration and so on. There's so many ways and people serving this church. We prepare for every Sunday. We get serious about God. But we understand when the king has arrived. It's time to shift. And it's time choose fellowship with God. Mary's posture 
and focus on fellowship and hearing His Word reminded Jesus of someone He knew before Mary's time. This is, uh, we're, we're about to close in just a moment here. Go stand with me today. Mary's posture and focus on fellowship and hearing the word reminded Jesus of someone he knew before Mary's time. I know we're standing, but if I can keep your attention for just a few moments. Mary's posture resembled the expression of David in Psalms 119, verse 162, when he said, I rejoice at thy word as one that findeth great sport. I rejoice at thy word as one that findeth great spoil. Mary's posture echoed that sentiment. Martha, while you're serving her, I'm here before the king. His words are the words of life and salvation and hope. I have found great spoil. That word spoil means a treasure. I have found the treasure. And I rejoice that he's here. And so I'm putting my duties. I'm putting my to-do list. I'm putting my comfort. I'm putting my distractions. I'm putting all my anxiety away to possess the great treasure of Jesus Christ. The treasure of all treasures was in the room and Mary found it. The treasure of all treasures is in this room right now. Don't be like Martha today. I know it's Super Bowl Sunday. See there, I said it. All right, well, let's get our minds back here. Don't be like Martha, cumbered, drawn away, distracted, troubled. Jesus said, Martha, you're troubled. With many things. Don't be cumbered about with rituals or routines. And etiquettes make Jesus your choice. Make Jesus your choice. Mary hath chosen that good part. Mary hath chosen the one thing that really. And he knows that your bills aren't going to pay themselves. And he knows that he's not going to go to work for you. And he knows you've got things to study for those in college and, and, and you know, school and all of that. He knows that. He knows that. But in your serving today, in this service, we must make the shift. Because he knows what we need to know today. And it's that only one thing is needful. And that one thing 
fellowship is everything. At this time, we're going to pray. We're going to make a decision today. And I, I feel such a pull from God today trying to get us at this crossroads of what will we choose? Will you choose trouble and care? Or will you choose that one thing? Will you choose fellowship with Jesus today? If we can begin the music, I'd like to invite everyone to find a place to pray. And make a decision today to make Jesus your choice. Let's turn it up. Come on, that's it. Find somebody. Find a place to pray. You've been cumbered about with many things. You've been distracted. You've been anxious. You've been troubled. We're not having any musicians. We're leaving routine. I'm asking everybody to leave your place of service. Leave your place of service. Leave your place where you're occupied and distracted in your mind. And let's find a place to pray. You can kneel at your seat. You can come to this altar. You can stand against the wall. Whatever you need to do to focus and make Jesus your choice. Uh, let's not be distracted. Uh, amen. Uh, amen. Let's make Jesus our choice.